Hey everybody, Darren Garman here with the Heartland Multifamily Show. Joining me as always is Trot Carey. Hello, Trot. Darren, good to see you as as always. Hey, good to see you. Glad that you can that we can be together again for another episode. Um, in this episode, I'm looking forward to having with you and discussing with you because this kind of flies in the face of conventional wisdom out there. I mean, not only in the world of, uh, of multifamily, but like in the world of real estate, period. Uh, and what we're going to be talking about is why we should actually overpay for multifamily, why we would even think about overpaying, and why sometimes it makes a hell of a lot of sense to overpay for multifamily. I can't wait to talk about this because this will be something that uh, I, we're going to get some comments on. We'll get some feedback on um, and looking forward to jumping into it. But before we do, uh, a couple things. Number one, if what we talk about on this episode resonates with you, uh, would love to get your comments. We'd love to have some dialogue with you. So make sure you leave us your comments below. That would be great. And of course, this is the channel for all things multifamily, the no BS channel for all things multifamily. So uh, if you're not subscribed, make sure you click that subscribe button, not only so you don't miss out on any future episodes we have, Trot, but also to take advantage of some of those past episodes we have that uh, have a ton of value. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. So let's talk about this. Um... I'm coming to the podcast today talking about we need to overpay for stuff. We need to pay more than they want. We need to pay more than the asking price. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we could we could really kind of dive into this. Um, but let's talk about this. Let's, let me kind of start the frame with you with a general foundation uh, of overpaying for multifamily real estate. So let me ask you just a general question. Do you think, I mean, I'm looking for a yes or no, okay. Do you think that in general, it makes sense to overpay for a property, yes or no? No. Not, not in general. No. no, it doesn't make sense. Why would you do it? Why would anybody in their right mind pay more than it's worth? And we're wired that way, rightfully so. We don't want to be going out there just throwing money around, whether it's real estate or really anything else. And making mistake after mistake of paying too much for something. And at the end of the day, um, we end up with a lot more liability, a lot less asset, and we have a problem. So we obviously, we don't want to do that. And you're right. It, it's in general not a good idea to overpay. Um, however, I would offer a couple of things to you uh, to think about, Trot. Um, and also to our listeners and our viewers about why it actually might make sense to overpay for, um, for multifamily. I'm going to start with maybe two or three examples, and I'll start with something that might be more, um, let's start with something that's going to be more on the, on the logical end of why you would do it, and then I'll maybe get away from that a little bit with maybe a little bit of head scratching later on, okay? All right, so let's start with the obvious one. <laughs> Um, and this one has actually served us really well over the years. And that is if you already own a multifamily property and the property next door comes up for sale, 
okay? And it's a property that logistically obviously makes sense to own. It's a property that knowing what you know about it, or maybe what your management team knows about it, it's a solid fit for what you have. It could really make your empire much better than it is now, especially three, five, maybe even 10 years down the road. Okay. Um, and also, there's some realistic ways of increasing the value of that property over time. Okay. If it checks those boxes and the property's right next door to you, <clears throat> it makes a lot of sense to pay what the guy wants for it or what the person wants for it. Let's make sure we're politically correct. Make sure that the person wants for it. Um, and in some cases, maybe even more than what they want for it. Okay, for those three reasons. Because what I'm talking about, Trot, has to do with long-term, right? Short-term, if I'm paying, I don't know, 100,000, maybe $200,000 more than a property's worth, it might be like a head-scratcher, like, Darren, why in the hell are we doing this? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense that we would do it. But if you go past the short-term vision and bring in your long-term vision of what you're looking to do and how you're looking to do it, now it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Now it makes a hell of a lot of sense as long as it meets that criteria. So you've been around us long enough to know. You've been around us long enough to see some of the properties that we own and that we've done that with, and. You've seen how it's worked out, right? Right. So it's worked out pretty good. Um, like here's like a recent example. So one that you actually spent a lot of time working on. You know, we owned, it's a smaller community, but we own 20 units right in a great location, great area, traffic, um, accessibility. It's great. Then this four unit property right next door that we didn't own comes up for sale, Right. Did we overpay for that property, Trot? A little bit. We did, didn't we? Yep. And after we bought it, what happened after we bought it? All 24 units filled up in an instant. Well, I don't know about an instant. I mean, it was pretty quick. I don't close. know about an I instant. Mean, it, was, it was quick. It was. It was pretty quick. But what did we have to do to that four-unit property first to uh, get it to where we really wanted it to be so once it was in that family there, right? What did we need to do to it first? A lot of upgrading. We had to do some upgrades right. anyway. Yeah. And did those upgrades come in on budget? Nope. No. Nope. Did the upgrades come in and get done in the time frame we thought they would? Nope. No. Uh -uh. Um, did Were the units finally rent ready at the exact time, even when the upgrades, everything were done that we thought they would be done? No. No. It was a process, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So at the time, you and I were having conversations about this. And you were saying to me, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you paid this much money for it. You're putting this much money into it. You're, you're like looking at me kind of like I lost my mind, right? right. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what you want. Well, I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand. But knowing what you know now. Now, 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 where are we at? You kind of said it before, but tell tell me where we're at now with this. Well, I hate to say it, but you were right. I mean, it it worked, and um, it makes management a lot easier. Mm -hmm. We have more units in one spot. Yeah. Um, and now the insurance mm -hmm. is pulled in together. Everything from the asset management side too is a lot 
spoo there as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, you know, this was one of those, we did we pay more than what the market value was for it at the time? We did. Um, did we put more money into it than we thought we would? We did. Did it take longer for stuff to be done to it than we thought? Of course. But even after doing that overpaying process, how many, and we talked about this yesterday, and you don't know the exact number, but just in general, how many inquiries do we have, just random inquiries from people saying, hey, do you guys want to sell those properties? How many do we have? Once a week. All the time. All the time. So at the time, if we would have looked at it short term, we would have said, there's no way we can do this. But looking two, three, four years down the road, even longer than that, knowing what we can do to it and knowing how it would fit in logistically to what we already had, we're already off to the races and it made sense, right? Um, and I can tell you, those of you, it doesn't even matter what market you're in, um, all of you have a property just like the one I described. You know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't really run into one yet, you will. Where on the surface, it's going to look like something that you shouldn't even pay what they're asking for. And even if there's like a competitive bidding process, you may say, well, there's no way I'm going to buy it. But if it makes sense, logistically especially, and if it makes sense to what you can realistically do to it, don't fall into the trap of just looking, oh my God, six months ahead, what's it going to look like? Oh my God, 12 months ahead. Oh my God, a year ahead. All that's important. But what's more important is the long-term vision here. What's this really going to look like three years down the road, five years down the road? And what is the resale of this going to be when we're done? Okay. Once you're done with that, then you back up and make that decision. Do we, maybe, do we pay what they're asking? Do we even overpay for it? And you might come back and say, no, we don't even want to buy it. That could be the case. But now you're in a better position to make those kind of decisions, whether or not you want to overpay for it versus just thinking, um, just thinking on the short term. Okay. So that's one that, that's like the most obvious reason to want to do it. So now let's go, let's take that, which is kind of obvious, all the way over to one that's gonna get into the weeds a little bit on not being obvious. Okay. So there will be properties that you will come across. It doesn't have to be multifamily, but we're talking multifamily, where you just know it's going to be a great property to own. You just know. If you look at, if you have enough properties, I call it, across your desk every day, if you spend enough time working on this, doing this, studying this, studying the properties, after you've done it long enough, try. I mean, how, try, how many properties do we look at, typically? I mean, let's just say a week. Oh, boy. Whether it's online or, or yeah, let's just say in, in total, if you had to throw a number out on how many properties you look at a week, how many would it be? Probably five. Okay, I'm just looking whether it be online or in person, probably five, at least five a week. Okay, so at least five a week, and that's not just looking at a picture online and looking at it in for four minutes and then. I mean, we're looking at the financials. We're we're looking at a whole bunch of stuff. So would you? Would you agree or disagree if I were to say that even though we over the last month we've looked at a minimum of 20, probably close to 30 properties, we haven't bought any, okay, 
do you still think we got value out of looking at all of that information? Oh, yeah. How have we gotten value out of it? What have, what have we learned from that? We learned what to look for. Um, you know, whether it be the financials or mm-hmm. walking around a property and finding, you know, cracks in the foundation, stuff like that. Um, or sim things you've never seen before, you know, CapEx stuff. And, well, you know, it's not supposed to be like that here. So then you go somewhere else and, well, I saw this here mm-hmm. and I know it's not supposed to be like that there. Right. So it can't be like that here. Right. Um, and financially, too, I think, um, you know, it opens new avenues. You see somebody might be paying, uh, you know, a hundred grand in insurance and mm-hmm. you're paying 150. Like, okay. So now you need to know you mm-hmm. have to start shopping around or, or, you know, appliance expenses. You know, how are they saving so much money replacing appliances? You know, stuff like that. Um, so it, it helps looking forward to other properties, mm-hmm. but also helps the properties you're currently um, owning, managing, whatever. Exactly. So. I mean, that's a great point. That's a really good point because what happens is, and you said it, that information becomes transferable. Okay. So now all of that accumulated information that you have, even though we may not have purchased a property in the last two or three months, it's now like in here. We now have all that knowledge of what we've seen and what we know in here. And the main reason that we do that is so once we do have a great opportunity, we just we just know. Yeah. We just know. And so if you do it enough, viewers and listeners, you will just know. There will be properties that will come up and, I mean, you'll look at it for five minutes and you just know. You, you don't have to dive into the last three years of rent rolls. You don't have to dive into the last three years of uh, profit loss statements. You don't have to dive into the environmental reports. You don't have to dive into the appraisals. Now, before I go any further, of course, you want to do that, right? But you already know before you do that and how you know is based on what you just said, all of that accumulated experience of looking, reviewing, analyzing, trial purchases, trying to do some things, what they do different than than we do, how we do things similar. All of those kinds of things get you to a place where you're now in a position where you just know. And when that happens, when that happens, you will come across a property, I, I guarantee it, a multifamily property where on the surface, it looks like you're overpaying for it. On the surface, it's like, man, it looks like I'm overpaying for it, but I just know this is going to be a great project. I've got all this accumulated experience looking at all this stuff. I just know. My advice is when you know, even though it looks like you should be overpaying for it, what do you think my advice is going to be? Do it. Pull the freaking trigger. Pull the trigger and buy it. Because what you'll find out later on is, more than likely, you didn't overpay it. You actually got a great deal for it is what you find out many times. So I'll use a quick example of, of one. Um, I've got one too. Do you? Yep. Okay. So uh, a few years ago, we looked at a 100-unit apartment community. Um, we found out we could buy it for $4 million too. At the time, oh my God, that seems like a, sh- a shit ton of money. Um, and all the reasons why it didn't look like it was going to work out. Okay. But one thing I knew is I knew. I knew this was one we just had to own. 
I knew this is one we had to own. Even though on the surface it didn't look like it, but for all the reasons that we talked about, man, I knew this is one we had to own. So even though on the surface it looked like we're overpaying for it, we went ahead, we purchased it. This property now, not even 10 years later, is basically doubled in value, pretty much. Okay, doubled in value. So right decision made there, even though at the time, well, I might be overpaying for it. No, found out I didn't overpay for it. What's your example? Uh, mine's not so much real life. Well, it is, but not not uh, you know own a property, buy a property, own a property. Um, it's it's a cool conversation because it's something you learn as a kid when you're playing Monopoly. Yeah, you know? and, we'll talk and, about that. That's and interesting. Unconsciously, you learn that. Let's mm -hmm. say you got Boardwalk, but you need Park Place. Right. And I don't know the Park Place face value off the top of my head. Let's say it's five hundred. Well, to get the Monopoly. You got to start trading cards, or, or you know, maybe the person that has it. Do we have a park place down. behind us? No, we don't. No, but wait, no, we don't. Anyway, I thought we did. Okay, but uh, you know, somebody else. Let's say you have it. Mm -hmm. I got you, park place. Yeah, and I got right? boardwalk. But yep. I want it so badly from you because I know the long term effect mm -hmm. is I'm going to make a hell of a lot of right. money. So I pay you, you know, let's say a thousand bucks, and it seems like a lot because on the card it literally says the face mm -hmm. value is. I think it's like three fifty or something. Yeah, like I don't, that. I don't know. Something like that. Head. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's something you you learn. That's a good analogy. Very, very. And whenever you start playing Monopoly, I think everybody involved in business has mm -hmm. or should. Um, but yeah, I think you learn it, and and it just kind of sits with you. And, yeah, and, and, that's a great analogy. It is kind of weird how that game is similar to what we deal with in a lot of ways. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not the guy. I, well, I don't know what the mustache guy is. I know he's got a name. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sitting back with my feet up on the desk smoking a cigar. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, but anyway, it is. It is. Sim it is interesting how similar. That's a great analogy. How similar it is. And so, um, I guess how I would wrap this episode up with you, Trot, um, would be to to really do two things. Number one, remind our viewers and our listeners that there are definitely times where at the time, it may seem like you're overpaying for a multifamily property. No doubt about it. But if, you, if, if two things happen, number one, logistically, it makes a lot of sense and you're able to do some things to the property to increase the value and you, um, and you think not just short-term, not just what's in front of you, but you think long-term, that's where you're going to be glad you paid whatever they're asking or maybe even a little more. And then the other one was um, basically using Trot's analogy. Okay, you know that long-term, it makes sense to, you'll just know. So he said, I just know I got to own Park Place and Boardwalk because you just know it's inherently part of the game that somebody's going to land on it and they're going to be paying you a shit ton of rent. Right, So same thing with those kinds of properties. The experience that you get from continuing to review, look, analyze, dig into properties, a lot of times it might seem like it's a waste of time, but what happens is you accumulate that experience so when the one really comes up, you know it's the one. And even at the time, it may look like you're overpaying. More than likely, if you go ahead and you pull the trigger, few years down the road, it's going to look like an unbelievable deal. So, try any any last things you got on this? Yeah, I got one last thing. All right. And then we can call it quits, whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, 
I, I think there's obvious times when you don't want to overpay, right? It's the property sucks, you know, the, the numbers don't work, whatever, you know. But I think one thing that everybody should understand is that you should not overpay when you're too emotionally invested. If, mm-hmm. if, if you're just emotionally attached, you go in there, your numbers say, you know, your um, NOI needs to be this to make mm-hmm. any sort of profit um, at this price level. Well, then they want 25% more of mm-hmm. that price, but you really like the property. I think it's great or you need to understand mm-hmm. that uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out and don't follow the emotional part of it. Yeah, yeah, I, that, that's a good point. You want to feel really, really good about where the numbers can realistically take you and what your realistic ability is to improve those numbers versus just being emotional. You know, my, uh, uh, I lived there f- uh, from, you know, from the time I was five years old to 15 years old. Gee whiz, I really want to buy it. Well, if it's not going to produce any income for six years, no matter how great you are at what you do, then obviously it's a, but it's easier said than done. Right. That's, that's a really, really good point. Um, so try, thank you for joining me on this message. I want to thank our viewers and listeners in joining me and you, try on this episode of the Heartland Multifamily Show. Um, again, if what we've talked about here resonates with you, and if you've got experience with this, if you've seen this or you've taken part in these kinds of transactions, man, we'd love to hear from you. So leave those comments below. We'd like to hear from you. And again, uh, if what we've talked about here makes sense to you, make sure you click that subscribe button. All right? Thank you, Trot. Thank you, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye-bye.